Hello, Fit Fam. Welcome in to another episode. It is I, Coach Manny. Today we have another special guest. This is Penny Kid. Penny Kid is the owner of Pennywise Coaching, um, which I love that name. I just love how her name is Penny, and she ended up being financial coach. Love it. Um, I really enjoyed sitting down and chatting with Penny. Um, just about finances and um, kind of her methods. And, and what I think I love most about her methods is just how simple she she keeps it. It's nothing too extreme. It's nothing crazy. She just keeps it basic. And her biggest takeaway is just tell your money where to go. Um, now, I know most of us are pretty good at finances, but if you guys find yourself struggling at all with finances, I would highly recommend you listen to Penny. And then she also has a really good offer for anybody who's looking for financial coaching as well. So guys, you definitely want to take a look at this. Um, I had a great time talking with Penny and we just want to thank you again. Hello, Penny. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. Took me a minute awesome. to get that to open. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's uh, it's kind of difficult. Um, it, it seems like it would be kind of easy, but yeah, it's really not. So yeah, because I well, I tried to open it in. I guess I usually in the Google or whatever, and it said no copy and put it in Safari. Then I don't ever use Safari. I had to figure out yeah. where it was. <laughs> so. Of course, of course, the joys. Yeah, you gotta yeah. love technology, right? I mean, it's yeah. just. Yeah. evolving and we have things that that talk to us but simple tasks like this um, yeah aren't that easy so well awesome well thanks so much for joining me You're um welcome. super glad you reached out um you know i know uh as of now um you know with everything kind of going on there's uh there's there's a lot of uh fear I guess, or anxiety um, regarding finances, you know, especially you see um, coming from my point, you know, with the gym, um, knowing that not only is it affecting me, but it's affecting my members who own businesses, who work for other individuals. And um, there's, you know, been, I'll say, quote, unquote, government funding. Um, If you got your hands on it, you know, it helped you out a ton. But if you, uh, if you were on the exempt list, if your blood type wasn't you know, a certain blood type, then you, you couldn't get uh, any of the relief. So um, yeah, just, uh, j- just thanks for coming on and, you know, just talk a little bit about, um, you know, what people can do to sort of navigate through this because you and I both don't have an exact time on when this is going to let up, you That's know, right. so, so we want to make sure that we do our best and we're not stressing and we all know finances can be um, unfortunately big a big one, big time, mm-hmm. big time. So um, for th- those that don't know you, could you give us a little bit of background? Um, sure. Of, of yourself? Yeah. Um, again, my name is Penny Kid. My business is called Pennywise Coaching. And I am, uh, my title is financial coach. I like to think I'm kind of a financial peacemaker, especially nice. in these times. <laughs> yes. Um, where I, I tell people I help them make their money behave because, yes. you know, money comes in and it can go right back out without you ever paying attention to it if, if you're not, you know, having a plan in place. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I actually have a background in social work, so I'm not a financial nerd. I'm a a social worker at heart and a people person and really, um, feel like money is one place that we're not taught very well how to handle it or how to, you know, 
create a plan or a, a, a the dreaded B word, the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we're just kind of doing whatever our friends told us or what, you know, what we might've picked up along the way, maybe watched our parents and, and yet that's not necessarily moving us t- closer to the goals that we have. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I uh, work with people pretty much independent, you know, one-on-one or couples that are ready to sort of dig in and make things be different instead of spinning in the wheel. Right. And, yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. And and you said it perfect there, spinning the wheel. You know, mm-hmm. myself, I come from um, my background is I was never taught how to uh, save or manage or handle money. Mm-hmm. Um, so ever since I turned 24, um, you know, it's been a constant work in progress, um, uh, to, to say the least. Um, you know, and it wasn't until my, my girlfriend was, was able to sort of help me, um, understand and to manage it because her family was you know very diligent mm. when it came to saving having an emergency fund um being wise with what you spend it on mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it, it's true you know our, our backgrounds and it's just like anything if we don't know any different um you know we're just like well i think it's just it's normal for us to live paycheck to paycheck or exactly. it's normal for us to just you know dip into our savings whenever we're kind of running low on cash and not not reserving yet so um yeah, I mean it's it's awesome, and I'm glad you're doing that because a lot of people need help. You know, well, and there's I think, a lot uh, about kind of our mindset, especially right now. I think where, you know, if you're reacting from fear instead of putting a plan in place, that's not necessarily a really good way to handle no. it, right? And <clears throat> um, but I think hopefully this is a wake up call for people to say, oh right, that's why we should have some reserves. You know, mm-hmm. we nobody expected anything like this pandemic kind of, well, maybe somebody did, but nobody I know. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and yet we all know that life throws curveballs at everybody, whether it's illness or accidents or death or job loss, or, you know, there's going to be something in everybody's life that it's just not usually all happening at once. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, we can only control what we can control in our own, in our own backyard, really. So, this is where I, I hope that people see this as an opportunity for change and say, okay, yeah, maybe I didn't do that very well in the past, but I'm going to be different for the future because this too will pass, but it, are you going to be any different after this is all said and done? Well, and I mean, having something set aside for two weeks is a lot different than having something set aside for two months. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And even, and you know, whether your hours got cut or you filed for unemployment or whatever the case may be like, you know, it's, it is, it's, hopefully it does kind of shift some mindset um, around saving just financial in general. Cause even if this is a, if this affects everybody, that's one thing. Well, let's, like you said, say there's an accident or say there is, you know, an illness of mm-hmm. some sort and yet you're in the same predicament. Um, but now, you know, it's not controlled by, by the, by the government or it's not say. mandated by the government. Yeah. And, no and bailouts now, you know, come when it's just you and your own personal story. Right. So ab- absolutely. This absolutely. Is actually so probably, better in some respects for people than it would have been had this just been happening to their own family personally. You know? 100%. Absolutely. No. And I, and you know, I think uh, I, I truly believe that a lot of us are going to come out of this stronger. Um, and if they just in the sense of, of just being mindful mm-hmm. of the type of person you want to become, right. Whether that's going to be finances, health and wellness, relationship wise, emotionally, um, you know, I feel like this is, it's almost like a blessing in disguise, I agree. but I agree. I um, mean, 
that's all we can do, right? Is to try to Ab- make lemonade out of our lemons right now. And so- Absolutely. Yeah, but lemonade doesn't sound too good right now with the snow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully, ho- hopefully the snow clears up Tomorrow. and we'll have some lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so we'll just uh, dive into it a little bit. You know, we're kind of talking about creating, you know, better habits. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, the, the B word budgeting, right? That always, for a lot of people, and even for myself, before I truly understand what it meant, um, I always thought budgeting as restriction, yes. you know what I mean? Because it is, it, it's very scary. You're like, oh, man, I got a budget. Now I can't go out with my friends, or right. I can't, you know, buy those shoes that I wanted, treat myself because I have to, quote, unquote, budget. Um, do you want to just dive into that just just a little bit about sure. budgeting and what budgeting means to you and say how someone during this time could effectively budget without too much stress or anxiety you bet well and i'm sure in your world it's you know it's uh maybe it's nutrition and it's you're not saying just because you're following a diet means you never get to eat it just Mm -hmm. means you have a plan of what you put in your mouth right and so exactly um, it's the same way with money A, a budget really is maybe the better word to use as a spending plan and it doesn't feel so restrictive you're just telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went at the end of the month, you know? So that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite ways to think about it is to say, um, I can go out with my friends, but how often I can have dinner out or a drink or whatever, but how often, what is it, where does it fit in my priority list? And if you're doing that to excess and you're not saving money for the rainy day or your rent or your mortgage or whatever, all of those things probably at the end of the day are more important than the pizza you got last month. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think just having a plan and, and slowing down <clears throat> and saying, okay, it's my money. Where do I want it to go? Um, Cause I don't tell my clients how to spend their money. I just help them look at it and see what's coming. Think about the irregular things that happen throughout our year. Um, it might be three months down the road, but you're going to spend that money, right? So mm-hmm. it's a little easier if you if you look at a budget as a living document, it's not a one-time event. You know, I used to think that if you kind of went to the mountaintop and came down with the budget and said, oh, you know, I've got this budget and we're going to live with it, that's that would be the magic. But truly, your, your life changes week to week, paycheck to paycheck. So your budget should too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it I think most of all, you know, I don't know what the stats are, but it's something like 60 or 70% of the population couldn't lay their hands on $400 in an emergency. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what we're experiencing right now is that whether it was business or personal, people are not, they didn't have the reserves to weather the storm for this month or, you know, they're so used to every paycheck. Okay. I, I get paid again on, you know, Friday so I can spend it all on Thursday, but thinking that, life is irregular right and so mm-hmm. we're none of us are guaranteed another day and another dollar so we have to be wise with the ones that we have so having it in writing is probably the most important thing and not just kind of having it in the, your head oh yeah I, I do a budget you know I know what my bills are I know what my phone bill is and my rent or my mortgage but that's not a written budget mm-hmm. and we we teach people to create what's called a zero-based spending plan where every dollar that comes in has a name. You put it somewhere. It could be food. It could be utilities. It could be saving for daycare this summer, but it has a name, right? It could be an emergency fund. And some of it's for fun. It's for travel. It's for, you know, going to the movies or whatever. That's cool, but you need to decide before you spend it, not chase it afterwards and go, 
where did I spend last month? You know, you say Mm -hmm. hundred bucks for this and 500 bucks for that. And that's it. The end, you know, and all of that gets designated down to zero before you spend it. So if your paydays are the first and the 15th, you should be planning. Okay. This is how much I'm going to spend on these things. And and people often will tell me, well, I can't budget because my income's irregular. You know, maybe they are self-employed or they're commission or they're hourly. Well, that's all the more reason to budget, right? Mm-hmm. Because whatever you brought in, you have to have a plan for. But if you start laying it out and going, okay, at the first of the month, I have all these bills, but at the 15th, I don't have so many. So how can we even out the roller coaster a little bit and plan for the shortfalls and the, and the, the, the wins? So mm-hmm. putting it in writing really helps you stick to it because, you know, there are always going to be curved barrels. And I will just say on the front end, that you need to kind of give yourself a lot of grace while you're learning it. It's just like, I'm sure what you teach people, you don't just start being the, you know, power lifter or whatever you mm-hmm. are. You have to just get in there and start right. Baby steps. Absolutely. And so it's the same way with money. We have to kind of go, okay, where did I start? And I'm not going to be proficient at it at first, but I'm doing it and I'm doing it consistently. And it takes probably three or four months for somebody to really get a budgeting system down because you're learning, you're, you're thinking, you're changing behavior, your income varies, whatever. So mm-hmm. um, give yourself a lot of grace in that process. Absolutely. No. And I, I, I can't agree with you more. It is like, you know, we all want to put, you know, half our paycheck in savings mm-hmm. and, and so, and not have any fun and be like, look at me, you know, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Now within four or five months, now I have, you know, a few thousand dollars saved up and now I feel good. But that's, that's not life. You know, sometimes you get your tires go out and then you just so happen to have a four wheel drive or an all wheel drive vehicle. So now instead of just buying one tire, now you have to buy four new tires, you know, Um, they are very expensive, especially Colorado. Um, But yeah, I mean, and, and just simple things, simple things like that, that you don't really account for. And, and it is true. You know, I think, um, you know, even for myself with irregular, irregular pay, there was a time where, I was afraid like, oh, I can't, you know, either I can't spend all of this now or, you know, I need to spend this now because I feel like I can be able to make this up kind of on the back end. And then at the end of the day, you know, say the our insurance needed to get paid or, you know, say a few members, you know, put their memberships on hold. Mm-hmm. Now that money isn't really accounted for. Um, so it is. But even even if you were to say like, hey, I want, you know, $200 to go to eating out as I feel, as long as you tell it where to go, that's right. You're not scratching your head at the end of the day. Right. Right. And where did that fit in your priority list? You know, you kind of have to sure. come up with your priority list and there's like the high priorities and the medium and the low and the high is keeping your utilities paid and the roof over your head mm-hmm. and the car moving to get to work. And, you know, groceries on the table is super important more than it is, even to pay debt. And I think people sometimes are surprised when I say that, that I'm like, no, we're just going to write the ship here first. We're going to mm-hmm. get the basics covered and then we'll attack your debt because the vast majority of Americans are carrying a ton of debt and it's stressful and they, they see that wasted money and interest. So they prioritize that or they get all hung up in their credit score and they they're paying their debt, but they don't have enough for a mortgage or mm-hmm. to pay the light bill. And then they get behind on that and their lights get turned off or, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have any money for groceries. So where does the grocery go? It goes back on the credit card. So you Absolutely. have to kind of say, okay, first 
it's like what is the medical something like do no harm you know we've got to first say (laughs) okay let's get this right first and pay with the money that we have the things that come first and then if there's enough to eat out great do that and you know where is your emergency fund savings in your priority list is it at the very top or at the very bottom or you know in the middle and you know deciding first what's most important to my life and my lifestyle um that helps you then create your your first spending plan because there's almost never enough money to go around you know we can all outspend what we earn and sure. you know you can look back and you know the younger you are you think oh if i only make x number of dollars i'll have it made and i will be rich beyond measure right and then all of a sudden you mm-hmm. hit that milestone and you're like huh i don't feel any richer you know yeah. because <laughs> our lifestyle just keeps keeps keeping up with our raises and if you're not careful and you don't have a plan and goals in place, you spend every dollar that you make, whether it's 30,000 or 300,000, it just, mm-hmm. it's all just ratios. And so real <clears throat> people build wealth by having a plan and setting aside even a percentage, you know, maybe you start with 5% of your check and you're like, if, if I can't live on 95% of my check, then something's wrong. <laughs> you know, I got to go get another, another job. Um, and put 5% in in savings, you know, and then make the rest work. And just having that intention that I'm going to build it. And eventually the bucket gets full with little drops and you have Mm -hmm. to just keep dropping in there. And at first with finances, it doesn't feel like it's worth it. So then you're like, well, that wasn't worth it. I might as well just go to Starbucks every day. Well, no, it does add up. And all of a sudden it becomes this big snowball effect that is really, you know, compounded and, and it's awesome, but it takes the little behaviors over and over again at first. Absolutely. And I, and I love, I love your idea with the debt and, you know, I was going to touch base on that right now as well um, is, you know, we do want to pay off debt because like you're saying with, with interest rates alone, you're like, man, I don't want to, I don't want it to keep coming up and keep coming up and, um, you know, eventually pay twice as much in interest mm-hmm. than, than the actual debt. But the the creditors or the credit collectors don't care if you don't have money for groceries. No. You know what I mean? They don't they don't care if your lights get turned off. You can't just go back and I can't be like, hey Penny, you know, I just I know I owed you that five hundred dollars and I just paid you, you know, four hundred of mm-hmm. it, but I got this, this, and this, you know, can I have it back? Um, like that's that's not gonna be the case with the with the creditors. Yep. So um I absolutely love that. And and like you said, you wanna kind of save for this rainy day. You kind of want to stay for this rainy day because you don't know when mm-hmm. it's ever going to happen. And, um, you know, if you, those, those who were, uh, those who were prepared are fine, yeah. right? The ones who weren't prepared are blaming the government because they don't have their stimulus check right. or are saying, you know, are blaming their employers because they, they had to let them go. And, and it really comes back to just kind of taking, accountability and responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Absolutely. And and yes, of course, right. We want to it would be nice to have some aid in a time like so, but um it's just being honest with yourself and saying, do I want to put myself in this situation yeah. again? You know? And that's what I think where I keep thinking this is an opportunity for change for the future that okay, maybe we haven't done it right in the past, but what are we going to come out having learned at the end of this, you know? Um yeah. I saw something the other day that said something like, you know, is the person something to the effect of when this is all said and done are you the person that you you want to be at the end of this you know and how Mm -hmm. are you using this time to 
to better yourself in whatever way you can and to make changes. So, you know, cause it's that fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of yep. thing. And yep, it's yep, like, yep. okay, we've all fallen down. And, you know, my husband and I had about $30,000 worth of just consumer debt when we first started on our journey. And, you know, it took uh, one of my girlfriends and I were starting to think about getting our finances in order and we were going to be accountability buddies. And two months later, she was hit and killed by a drunk driver. And it oh, made me rock my world. I was like, holy cow, you never know what tomorrow brings, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it True. lit the fire under me to get things cleaned up so that my family wasn't put in the predicament hers was. And, you know, we eventually were able to pay off not only that $30,000 and cash flowed several house expenses and things along the way, but then paid our mortgage off seven years ago and just finished the payments for two kids to go through college without any student loans. So, you know, when people tell me that, and, you know, I'm like, I was a social worker. We didn't make a lot of money. We just started (laughs) behaving with the money we had and making choices about, okay, this house is enough. You know, this lifestyle is enough because I would rather maybe not take a trip every year, but be able to bless my kids without student loans, you know? Absolutely. So looking not only in the short term, what do I do with these dollars today, but what do I want? What's the legacy I want to leave? And you know, I watched my mom run out of money at the end of her life. And, and it really was not anything significant that she did wrong. It was just not paying attention to the little details. And then she retired about the time the market crashed. And so Mm -hmm. it, I just, again, it sort of became that lesson for me, like, oh, I don't want to be there. How do I, what do I do today? So that when I'm 75, 85 years old, I'm not worried about how am I going to, pay the utility bill um you know that's just not a lifestyle i want to have or the stress to lay on my children to say you know you now have to worry about taking care of somebody else let alone your own situation right so i think i agree that it's a lot of people you know it's sure easy to blame the government or somebody else for our mistakes and our lack of planning and yet when the at the end of the day the buck stops here and we're responsible for our own house most most of the time absolutely yep 100% and and I don't know um I don't know if this is going to be an easy question to answer or not but if if there was one thing say say you've done a lot of coaching um what is if someone was to just get up right now and be like I want to change I think it's time for me to change what is what is the first thing you would suggest that they do or look into um, to say, start a budgeting plan or even just to, to deal with their finances? Um, I think you have to first look at where you have been spending money. So you got to write it down. You got to look back maybe three months worth of, of statements, credit card or debit card statements or something and say, you know, how much have we been spending on eating out? It's, that was the most eye-opening, shocking thing to me was when I realized how much we were blowing every month in restaurants. And, Mm -hmm. and yet going, do you remember any place we went out to eat last month? (laughs) It wasn't fancy, you know? And, and so looking where you have spent the money and what can be cut or not cut, you know, the half, the have tos versus the want tos, and then writing it down. That's the first step. Right. And um, people that come to me are like, I don't want to do this all myself. And I don't think I can think the way you think. And I need some handholding and, and, I always offer people a 45 minute discussion to kind of talk about their situation and what coaching is like and whether it's even a good fit for them and whether they're ready to 
to do the work because mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy. And again, mm-hmm. I think we have very similar industries. It's, it's not for the weak of heart, right? But it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. You can do this. It's not rocket science. It's fifth, fifth grade math, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's the hard part is the behavior that goes with it. Sure. And saying, okay, if I want this enough, I'm going to do the behavior and budget every month. And I, I teach people how to budget by paycheck, basically. So we lay out the months, but we, we, we look at these two weeks. Okay, if you only get paid every two weeks or twice a month or once a week, how where does this money going? And then it feels a little more manageable because you don't have to look, you know, 29 days down the road. You're just looking at this cycle. But you have to remember, okay, next cycle, this pays the cell phone bill or whatever. So you kind of got to look at both at the same time. So I think just writing them down and saying, and due dates, I think one of the most important things that the people that I start with have, they're just disorganized, right? They, most of them don't have a plan. They pay the bill when it comes in, or they sit on the bill when it comes in and then they pay it before it gets late or, you know, so looking at the amounts and the due dates is super important because if you don't know when something's due and you're constantly late and you're paying late fees and overdraft fees, well, you're just throwing your money down the tube, you know? Yep. So you just yep. seeing it really helps put it all in one place. Even if it's just in a notebook and you're saying, okay, this bill is due on the 15th and this bill is due on the 12th and this one's the 30th. What paycheck is going to pay that bill? And the irregular stuff is sort of the harder part to do like groceries and um, clothing and dining and stuff like that. But they're super important to set some money aside for those. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the past, I've always worked with people around using cash for those irregular things. Now we're not going to pay our light bill usually with cash. Some people can, but I don't even mm-hmm. like to pay gas with cash anymore. Right. But you still have to say how much is the max I'm going to spend in that category, $50 mm-hmm. or $500 and set a limit and stick to the limit. And then, um, cash is easier to control because you look in the envelope and you go, oh, it's gone. I guess I can't go out to eat, you know, or um, we, we need to eat from the pantry because the grocery bills, groceries or money's gone. Now, in Absolutely. this time right now with COVID, it's harder to spend cash. So I'm just helping people pivot a little bit and say, okay, then if you're going to use your debit card or you're going to have food delivered or shop online, you still have to set a boundary and say how much and then stop. You know, still have to track it. You still have to know when it's gone it's just a little harder because you have to do that next step of writing it down or looking at your bank statement or something absolutely well um <clears throat> you know b- biggest thing that I-, I would say helped me as a business owner and just uh just with ideas is get it out of your head mm-hmm. you know yes. um and that's that's the biggest thing so whether it's the the best idea i've ever come up with or it's the worst thing ever as long as i get it out on paper Smart. now that allows some other room mm-hmm. right for for growth or for ideas but um how many times do you do you think oh that's a good idea and you're like i'll i'll do that later mm-hmm. and then later comes and you're like wait what did i what was what did I want to do? Exactly. You know, so, so I think, like you said, having a doubt and even just having something designated to it, um, it is, it's just like a, a really, really good practice. And, and even kind of switching gears, like on the nutrition side, um, there was a study that was done that showed people who documented everything they eat, they ate, they didn't stick to a specific diet. They didn't weigh out their food, mm. nothing of the sort. They just looked at it and wrote the it ones down. that wrote it down 
yep, created much more uh, or much better habits, mm-hmm. eating habits and than the ones who didn't, you know, because then now they can reflect and I could say, hey, I felt really good today. Oh, well, no wonder, you know, I had a breakfast, lunch and dinner. I ate my three meals, you know, all of them included some sort of veggies that felt amazing. Oh, this day didn't feel too good. I had, you know, McDonald's for lunch, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I maybe had um, no vegetables for dinner or something yeah. of the sort. So you can kind of go back in. And, and, and like you said, it's on paper now. So you're not lying to yourself. You're actually allowing yourself to be more honest because you see this was my budget i already went over my grocery budget i can't change anything now but then now i know in the future is maybe i can add a a couple extra bucks to the grocery budget Well, exactly because it's so important to not feel guilty and there's a lot of shame and judgment stuff people carry around about their money which is why I always joke that people would rather come talk to me about their sex life than their finances. And, you know, people have said, this is really, I feel really vulnerable right now sharing this. Nobody, we have this taboo in our society about talking about money. And yet I'm like, I'm not judging you about where you spent your money. I really don't care. I just want you to write it down and think about it and say, is that too much according to what I just told you my goals were? And so if you, if you overspend on groceries consistently, you're probably not budgeting enough. And so mm-hmm. you, that's a way to see, wow, I haven't been crazy buying stupid stuff at the store, but I have five kids or whatever. I need to up my grocery budget and instead of I'm trying to throw a thousand dollars a month at my credit card. Well, great. But you, you're not being realistic about what it takes to run a family. So um, to get away from the shame and the embarrassment and just say, it is what it is. And where can I get better? And you get up the next day and you try to be better, right? Um, Absolutely. It's, it's like recovery. You know, you just say today I'm going to try to be good with my money and big time. What can I do today to do the right things? Big time. No, it's it, every day is a new opportunity mm-hmm. to get better, you know? Yep. Um, so kind of changing gears, but not really. So just, I mean, COVID really is just bringing out a new animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for, for me personally, I'm not, I'm avoiding any sort of fear. Mm-hmm based around, you know, COVID and my finances and such. Um, but one thing I, I do, I, I do want to just kind of get your take on is, is supporting local, right? Yes. We know it's affected every single business in Loveland, whether they've been, you know, they have a rainy day fund or they don't, mm-hmm. or they're just getting by. Um, you know, I know people still want to support local and we talk about prioritizing expenses. I know for, for myself and my girlfriend, we eliminated, not eliminated, but we reduced eating out um, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, and so we've seen, you know, we, we, we definitely have a lot more money to say spend on groceries since we are spending more time at the store. But we definitely still want to support, you know, our local restaurants or our local businesses. You know, I'm very grateful to have a lot of my members, even though we've pivoted to online training, they've still been supporting us and paying their memberships and such. Nice. Um, so kind of what... what I guess what is what is your take on supporting local, right? We want to make sure that we're still feeding our family, we're still taking care of ours. But then, too, um, you know, in a few months, how is this going to affect our economy? How is it going to affect some other mm-hmm. business owners? Um, so, what are your what are your thoughts, kind of around that? I agree with you, and I think you know it. I've I've especially since I became a small business, you become more sensitive to wanting to support the other small business. <laughs> Absolutely right. It's like not even on your radar. I think until you're that's your bread and butter. But um, I think especially in this time, and I, I, I have been excited to see people 
really trying to make a conscious effort for that. And it's not like, you know, the big chains aren't going to be impacted as well, but they probably have a little more margin, you know, than the little mm-hmm. guy. And so, um, you know, if, if you have room in, to spend some of your food dollars at a restaurant, then I'm all about choosing to do it at a local place so that hopefully they get to survive and weather this storm because, you know, the, the stats or whatever, and I'm not very plugged into a lot of the news because I just think it's negative and soul draining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so don't quote me on this, but I have heard just in general that, you know, there's a real likelihood that small businesses will have a hard time reopening. So if there's anything we can do, whether it's buying a gift card and, you know, maybe that becomes sort of your, a way to give. And, you know, the, the charities, the same thing, you know, the, the food banks and the churches and the, the nonprofits are really going to get hard hit when people are kind of living in fear and, and holding their money so tightly Um, I've always said when I speak to groups that I really believe that part of personal finance is having an an open hand and giving to others because when you have an open hand, your, your hand is open to receive. And so if you're, if you're holding so tightly onto every dollar that you make, because you're afraid there's not going to be another one coming, you also have no room to receive more. So there's a, you know, in my opinion, kind of a spiritual universal truth to, um, giving to receive, you know, and supporting and making the whole circle come, come around. So I, I love the fact that people are trying to find creative ways to, you know, support that small business, whether it's buying a gift card, maybe they're not even, their doors aren't open. You know, can you buy Mm -hmm. a gift card from, from your favorite deli or coffee shop or whatever business, then I think that's great. And if you're, you know, I, I jokingly tell my husband, um, because he works in the hospital. So he's dealing with it on the front. I'm like, okay, it wasn't that I couldn't cook dinner tonight. I'm supporting the economy. I had to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, um, but then, you know, just doing that with intention and saying, okay, you can still set a boundary, you know, how much can we afford to, to eat out this month or this week and, Mm -hmm. and, and do that intentionally with the stores that you want to support. Absolutely. No, I, I, I love it. And you, you bring up a good point, you know, is like, we are a little more sensitive to the idea that there's other small businesses. And like, we understand how it's affecting us. Like, there's some businesses out there that were remote to begin with. So for them, it's business as mm-hmm. usual, right? But um, like for us, and, and say for yourself, meeting with individuals, um, say, you know, in person, um, and if you have to shut down your doors, it makes it a little more difficult sure to bring in new business and, and try and keep, keep afloat. Um, and, and again, it's out of our hands. I mean, it's not like, it's like, it it wasn't a, Oh, you know, you you can close down for a little Mm -hmm. bit or, you know, if, if you don't really feel like dealing with disinfecting and the sanitary, um, parts of it, it was mandated, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, for a second we were like, okay, it's going to be just a a couple of weeks and then slap us with a month. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, I know, uh, poll has pushed back just the general um, stay-at-home orders until next weekend, I believe. So we we just don't know, right? We just don't know. But it is appreciated for people to continue to support small businesses, um, kind of in this right. time. I am one of um, those virtual people. I'm I have worked from home for a couple of years now, and my office is here, oh, and awesome. I do I do all my coaching over Zoom anyway. So it has kind Perfect. of cracked me up that 
now everybody's on zoom i feel a little bit like territorial hey you people get off you're gonna you know kick yeah. me off the internet but um yeah i work with people around the country actually now which has been fun and so even though i'm based out of loveland i i work with people around the country and um it, i found that i don't have to travel i don't have to rent a an apartment or i'm in an office suite or whatever i just do it from awesome. my home so yeah so i'm available and i'm really trying to be sensitive to helping people and reach out and um, i'm going to start doing probably weekly um just free zoom sessions where people can come in and chat and talk about money and ask questions and i'm a part of a greater um coaching group that is financial coaches from around the country and they're offering some some tools and resources for free for people for 60 days so um, you know, if, if I can plug, um, that, Oh, if, please. I was just going to ask for you to yeah, plug. <laughs> go to, go to pennywisecoaching.com um, on the web or on Facebook. You can find me under Pennywise coaching. And, um, I've been trying to share resources and tips and, and if you can't find what you're looking for, I hope people will feel comfortable to, to just contact me through one of those venues and let's chat and have a conversation because, um, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm a social worker and I want people to, um, deal with the emotional stuff first and, and, you know, our health is probably number one concern right now and our wealth is right on the mm -hmm. end of it. But, um, Absolutely. it's, it, at the, I keep feeling like it's just, it's money, you know, it's just money mm -hmm. and you can, you'll get, you'll recover. You'll be okay. Don't freak out. Um, we'll, we'll get through it. It's not necessarily going to be fun, but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and then so so really quick, uh, I, I know you had mentioned this earlier, and I also saw this on your website that you do offer a free 45 minute call, yep. um, initial like consultation, correct? Yep. yep. And, and awesome. that's like I said, on Zoom or the phone. Um, so they and, and I'm slower, just like everybody else is right now. And I have, there should be a time that people can find that works for them. And if they're if they're married, I ask for, or in a committed relationship, I ask for them both to come because, you know, they affect each other. And so I don't necessarily want to work with one if the other's not engaged or supportive. So um, that's, that's my only kind of caveat is to say, pick a time that you can both be there. If literally nothing's showing up on my calendar, then call me and I'll see what I can open up. But um, there's, there's really no reason to feel isolated and go it alone. What do you have to lose? You know, probably got time on your yeah. hands anyway. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and even if you don't get much out of it, you know, there's, there's always, there's always something exactly. you can get from, from a discussion. Yeah, and I have a so, newsletter. Well, Sometimes people just sign up for my newsletter and follow along on the monthly tips and things that I'm sharing. I'm, I'm all about connecting people and resources, which is why I was excited to meet you and, and to see that you're a local business too. And, um, you know, we hadn't met before, but I bet we'll stay in touch. So it'll be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your insight and, and helping people out. And yeah, I mean, just, just even your, even you saying it's just money, yeah. right? We're all like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, I agree with the facts, stay off social media, mm -hmm. stay, stay away from things that drive you fear, stay connected to the things that bring you peace, Exactly. you know, I so I, I, Absolutely love it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Penny. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. We'll talk to you uh -huh. later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.